Hey, what's going on? It's another Thursday afternoon and you are tuned into the God Taught Me show with Chris Einwechter and TJ Laurie. So good to have you with us. And Chris, so good to see you, man. I feel like it's been a while since we've sat here and, and done a broadcast together. So how's it going? It's going good. I feel the same way. I feel like it's been a while, even though it really hasn't. But uh, I'm excited for today's broadcast and for our listeners what they're going to hear about heaven a little bit about heaven yeah we're just going to start simple today right and we got a couple couple questions that i have to go through with you um but really just to talk about what are some of the like misconceptions that even as believers we have about heaven you know like what what, there's a lot of mythology is that the right word that that we view or that we have in our our mind's eye when we think about heaven and we want to talk about how accurate is is some of that? Mm, that's so good. Yeah, I would agree with you. Myth myth busting. Myth. Yeah, we're gonna myth bust heaven. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you see them on that show. They bust a lot of myths, but uh, I'd like to see them take a crack at busting the myth of heaven, or you know, trying to dispel some things that people have said about heaven, like Hollywood, and you know, like we talked about before. Like you know, if you if if you're if you're watching a a comedy or something like that you'll see like somebody floating in heaven like the three stooges or whatever you know with the halos on uh eating a sandwich and uh riding on a cloud with with wings on and a halo you know that's what uh most people depict heaven to be or or most movies and things like that so there's a lot of material on heaven but not all of it is biblical not all of it is from the lord you know so hopefully as a result of our broadcast, we can help somebody today get a clearer picture of what heaven, not that mean you have it down by any stretch. No, we are just really scratching the surface here. And so we're, it's, it's kind of cool because we're actually, you know, if you're out there listening today, we're actually going through this with you. That's so true. Because step by step, we're learning so much. So and and we're excited about what we're learning. So we just want to share it. Yeah, because we're like we're learning stuff. And we're like, hey, did you know this? You yeah, know, like I'm always like, stuff. nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, man. So, I mean, we just talked a little bit about what heaven, uh, you know, what the the misconceptions we have about what heaven looks like. And I know in my mind's eye, I see clouds and, you know, and and like you just said, I I have always had this feeling that like heaven's going to be boring. And if you were with us live on the radio two weeks ago, you know, I I probably said that. And I remember talking about that, like, and it actually like, it almost makes me like fearful in a sense, like, you know, I'm, I'm excited about being a believer and I love Jesus, but I still have that sense of like unknown about where I, like, where am I going to go when I die? Am I going to go sit up in the clouds and just be playing my harp all day? Right. And to me, it's like, man, that doesn't sound like, you know, doesn't sound like too much fun. Yeah. To spend eternity doing. Right. Or am I going to sing a thousand hymns a day? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, just one hymn after the other, is it going to be like that? Am I going to be floating through the clouds? Am I going to be conscious? Am I going to have a body? You know, is heaven going to, you know, what is heaven going to look like? Obviously, is God going to be there? You know, there's so many questions when it comes to heaven. And, and uh, you know, there like, there's a lot out there about it. So, so wh- why do you think, like, people have that picture of it being clouds? And, like, you know, it, I mean, I guess it's... It's hard to fathom anything else because we we kind of picture what we know. But what is it really behind that? Like, why, why, when people think of heaven, they think of white robes and clouds? Yeah, I mean, I don't really. Uh, I guess I don't really know why, but I would think it has a lot to do with the media, movies, Hollywood, and also I would say it's peaceful to think of like you know, serene thing up there. You know, 
uh, just quietness, peaceful, and maybe that's maybe that's why you know. And and people equate heaven with angels, obviously, and that's why we always see people that are in heaven depicted with angel wings or or whatever. But I don't think it's inaccurate of what Scripture teaches about heaven. You know, heaven is more than just clouds, and more than just halos, and more than just wings. You know, and more than just a lot of things that we think about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely it's it's got to be because, like I said, that doesn't sound like very much fun to me just sitting up in the clouds. Um, and I think that heaven is so much more than we can even under begin to understand. But I mean, I know when I dig into the the word and like when we've opened this up a little bit, um, we see that the Bible talks about three heavens. Right. So the first one actually is when it talks about the heavens, it talks about the clouds. Right. You know, so that's, it's just using heaven as a word to, in our English, right? It's using heaven as a word to describe what we would say is the sky and the clouds. So uh, I almost wonder if, you know, in our uh, lack of understanding the Bible, we just use it as, oh, the Bible's talking about clouds, so that must be what heaven looks like. Right. You know, but then we see Paul talks about a man who 14 years ago was called up to the third heaven. And to me that, like when I was going through all that, I was like, that gets real confusing because like you were telling me earlier, people misconstrue it as are there three levels of heaven or are there more levels of heaven? And is it, is heaven, you know, the third level, is that a place where, uh, you know, only the really, Super really Christians. good Christians can right. go. Mother yeah. Teresa's there, but yeah. nobody else. Exactly. Mother Teresa and the Pope. Right. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but nobody else, not the Chris Einwechters and TJ Lari. So, so really Chris, like what, what's your understanding behind all that, the three heavens and like, when you dig into it, how do you, how do you understand what, what the Bible is talking about? I, I think it is more, you know, there is a myth out there talk about myth busting that there's a rumor that there's three heavens for three different levels of spirituality, three different levels of a, you know, so you have the super Christian in one level, you know, the mediocre Christian in a medium level, and the unfaithful Christian in the lower level. There is actually uh, a theory out there. Um, it's called uh, Dante's the, the Divine Comedy, and the poet talks about heaven and hell having nine different levels. And so there's all the all these things out there, but... That's not based on Scripture. You know, there is Paul talking about he was called up to the third heaven, but I believe that he was called above the sky and in the outer space, the universe, and then he's called into the highest of the highest because God is called the Most High, El Elyon, and that's where God dwells. He, there can be no higher place than where God dwells. So when I hear and research what I see about, you know, the third heaven— it's just where God dwells. It's above our sky and our clouds when we look up. And then beyond our clouds and our sky is the stars, the moon, the the planets, the universe. It's above that. So it's, you know, why would God put his throne below the stars? Right. Right? So the third heaven is just where heaven is, you know. It's referred to as the third heaven because the first heaven is the sky. The second heaven is the stars. And the third heaven is God's dwelling place. And that's what Paul is describing in 2 Corinthians 12 when he talks about him being called up to the third heaven and get a peek at, at you know, what heaven really looks like. So the three heavens isn't, uh, you know, different degrees. You can't earn your way into the third heaven, the second heaven, or or lose your way into the 
bottom heaven because you're not faithful. It's just the sky, the stars, and then the ultimate high of the highest is where the most high dwells on his throne is the third heaven. That's what I gather. Right. So God, where God exists. So when they talk about the third heaven and being called up to the third heaven, is that where we go when we die, essentially? Yeah. Well, when we pass, we go to, you know, be with the Lord. The Bible says absent from the body, present with the Lord. So, you know, and I can only go based on scripture, right? Right. It's like if you give me a set of directions to get somewhere and you only give me, you know, written set of directions and I don't have an iPhone on me, I don't have a smartphone, you know, all I have is your directions. I have no communication with the outside world. My car doesn't have a Bluetooth or anything like that. All I have is what TJ wrote me down to get there. Well, all we have is scripture, you know, right? to reveal things to us. And scripture talks about when we pass, we know this for a fact. Scripture says this, absent from the body, present with the Lord. So when you take your last breath here, you're going to be present with Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible teaches. You know, I don't know all the ins and outs and on all the deep theology about where, what realm you'll be in or what that, but I know this, you're going to be with Jesus because the Bible says, you know, absent with the body, present with the Lord. But the Bible also talks about a day when Jesus returns to earth, you know, and sets things in order. And and the, the Bible talks about, you know, the earth is going to be destroyed someday, you know, the tri- great tribulation and all these things. But it, then it says, ultimately, when everything's said and done, when the dust settles, there's a new heaven and a new earth. You know, basically the earth is going to be rebuilt. And, and it says that God is going to come down and dwell with his people, you know. So that's what the Bible teaches. In the end, that's what's going to happen. And the dead in Christ are going to rise out, out right? We're all going to get new bodies and all these cool and awesome things. And the Bible also says in Hebrews that, that heaven is described as a city, you know. Yeah. So you can picture that. You know, it's going to be glorious. We're not going to be the. We're not going to need the sun. The Bible says anymore. We're not going to need the moon anymore because God is so bright that He's going to be both our sun and our moon. Wow. You know, and all these cool things. There's not going to be any sorrow in heaven. We know that because the Bible teaches that. There's not going to be any sin in heaven. There's not going to even be any temptation to sin in heaven. All all this incredible stuff that that uh, you know. So nobody's going to be able to to harm you or hurt you, you know, there's no more sorrow. You, you Picture that. You're not going to have any sorrow, Yeah. any heartache. I think it's so cool, and I, I kind of want to kick back on that sin issue because I, I, for one, like, I've pondered that that a lot in my head because I, I try to understand the fact that we have free will on earth, you know, and yes, free will. we do. It doesn't cause us to sin, but the outcome of having free will a lot of times is sin, right? right. I know I sin oh, absolutely. every day, you know, yeah. and like I do things that, you know, I, I feel guilty about every day. And I think of, well, if it's still me and you in heaven, doesn't that mean that we're still going to be sinners in heaven? But the way that somebody explained it to me is just what you said. There's not going to be a temptation to no. sin, you know, cause, because what we have here on earth is we're constantly tempted to sin. And and you're in a body that attracts temptation. Right. If I can put it that way. Yeah. Meaning no, that's simple. You are you're operating in a let's say a tank and you're yeah. in the military and you're inside the tank and you close the lid on the tank and it's attracting what? It's attracting uh 
bullets bullets other tanks <laughs> yeah, yeah it's attracting sort of the enemy, enemy is it not yeah so you're taking like desert storm mm-hmm. when our military went into iraq right yeah. our tanks attracted our enemies right okay we're in a fleshly body that is fallen from adam and eve when adam and eve sinned the bible says sin was passed on to all men we're born with a with a nature to sin pastor matt stokes talked about that you don't have to teach children to do things wrong when they're little, you have to teach them to share their toys. You have to teach them to do right things, but you don't have to teach them to do things that are not right because they're already doing those things because all of us have inherited a sinful nature. That, of course, gets corrected when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Then the Holy Spirit comes inside of you. Then you're like a hybrid car, half electric, half gas. You have, a, you have your fleshly body, that is still existing, that wants to sin against God. And you also have the Holy Spirit. And whichever one you feed and nourish and yield to, you know, you feed and nourish it by going to church, hanging out with other Christians, reading your Bible, staying in prayer, learning about God, learning how to operate in the spirit realm while being in that tank of a body, which attracts the enemy, which attracts temptation. So, but listen, when you go to heaven, TJ, Guess what's not coming with you? Your body. Your body is not yeah. coming. No flesh shall be justified, it says in the book of Romans. That flesh is not coming to heaven. That's why you're getting a new body, right, that cannot be tempted. Man, that that's good news to me. I can't wait for that, yeah. you know? Me too. I Honestly, like, I, I don't know if it's at the point I'm at in my life, but that's, like, one of the things that I look forward to the most about heaven is that, like, there's no more temptation. Yeah, there's no more feeling guilty. Yeah, because it you know, beats when you make me a up, mistake. man. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're gonna live in a body that can't do it. Isn't yep. that crazy? Yeah, it's awesome. That is awesome. I love it. Like you're gonna be pure as pure as pure, twenty four seven, and you're gonna commune with God. God is gonna dwell with you. The Bible says, and uh, you're not gonna have a body that wants to sin. That's amazing. That body's gonna be done away with. And right now it's a struggle because you have that hybrid motor and you're, you know, you're operating in the flesh sometimes and you're operating in the spirit. Lord willing, we all learn and grow in Christ where we're denying our flesh and operating in the power of the spirit more often than not. So yeah, that your body, when people look at if they're listening right now and they're driving down the road and they have their they have their hand on the steering wheel and they look at their flesh, that flesh that you're looking at is not permitted in heaven. No sin is permitted in heaven. Yeah, and even in the new heaven, right? Because he's, like you said earlier, we will get new bodies. You're going to get a new body, we're getting a new heaven, a new earth, and we're going to dwell with God forever. And it's going to be like a city environment. It has color, it has physical places in it. Jesus actually said that, you know, before he left this earth, he's going to prepare a place for us. And he also said, TJ, and we've talked about this, he said, if it wasn't so, Jesus said this, I wouldn't have told you. Right. I wouldn't brag about going to build a place for you if I wasn't really doing it. So you can take it to the bank that Jesus is doing something right now for all of us, and that's preparing a place for us. That, that's amazing. you know. And if Jesus Christ, who is God in the flesh, is preparing a place for us, you can, you can just imagine how glorious it's going to be. It's not going to be boring. It's not just going to be floating on clouds. You're probably going to have assignments. You're probably going to have things to do. I know the Bible talks about uh, rewards that we're going to get and rewards and things that we've done on earth 
you know, are going to go through the judgment seat of Christ, not the great throne judgment, where people who do not know Jesus Christ are actually going to be judged because they didn't accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That I'm not talking about that judgment, but there is a judgment for Christians, right? It's where your works are actually judged, but you're still going to heaven. You're still getting that new body. But there are things on earth that we can do now before we die that matter later, you know? It's kind of like a bank account or a 401k that you can put into now, you know, or or things that you're doing that are storing up in heaven for you later. So everything that we're doing for God now, the Bible says is going to be tested by fire, like an impartial test. Mm-hmm. Some stuff is going to get burned up, some stuff that yeah. we did with wrong motives or whatever. The bottom line is you're still going to heaven. That cannot be taken away from you because you, you're God's child. But in heaven, is more like a city with things to be done. Who knows? There might be people in there who are are have have I don't know different roles or whatever because of how humble they walked on earth or or you know whatever it was. The Bible says that Moses was the most humblest person on the earth. Who knows what Moses' rewards are going to be? But I guess what I'm saying is we're probably going to be surprised uh, often by how. You know, maybe we thought that this person would be way up here in heaven where they're this person you never even thought about because they did stuff behind the scenes quietly before the Lord and are rewarded in heaven. So there's rewards in heaven. There's things going on in heaven. It's a place, a physical place, you know, tangible. You're going to have a body. You're not going to be a spirit like a mist. You're actually going to have a body, which I think is awesome, man. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm with you. So we're running out of time because we had to do a shorter episode today because Chris is going to Disney World. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) So last question to answer very quickly. If heaven is such this awesome place, you know, and it's a city and and it's going to be paradise essentially for us when we die, how come God didn't choose to tell us more about it? Like, wouldn't you think that there would be more information on it so that we could get excited about it? Like, why do you think that there's such so very little information about heaven in the Bible? Well, I think because, well, one, you know, he does reveal certain things about it, you know, throughout Scripture, yeah. you know, the book of Revelation, which we're going to be going through through this series, but there's different things that, he, that the Bible does reveal about heaven. But when Paul went up to the third heaven, which we already described, he was told, uh, you know, that he couldn't talk about the things that he saw. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's because it's so amazing, so glorious that we're just going to be, you know, maybe maybe we can't even handle it this side of heaven. Like, you know, like, like somebody how we can't see God. Right, like somebody, yeah, like yeah. somebody who works for NASA, smart brainiac. You know, a guy that can create one computer after another and, and launch a rocket, a literal rocket scientist. Maybe it's so deep, so profound that would throw us all off. And we wouldn't be able to look forward to it from what we know now, you know, which we can look forward to with all these things that we do know about it, which we talked about. So maybe that's the reason. Maybe maybe it's just too awesome to even comprehend for the for the mind. It's like it's like looking at God face to face, which you can't do right now because your body can't handle right. it. He wouldn't let Moses do it 
because he said, no man has seen me and lived, because God is so glorious. But when you're in heaven, you're going to see God's glory. You're going to see what God, the almighty God, looks like. Yeah. You're probably not, yeah. You're probably not going to be able to describe it. Yeah, man. You know? Preach it, Chris. All yeah. right. I mean, even if you saw it right now, if God opened you up and took you to third heaven like he took Paul, you you probably would be like, Chris, what did it look like? I'd be like shaking my head. TJ, I don't even, I don't know, there's no earthly words. Yeah. So... No, that's awesome, man. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, that's a great I, – I love that explanation because that's my heart for what we're doing now going through heaven is, number one, I want to get excited about heaven, right? Because now if you heard two weeks ago on our broadcast, I just had a loved one pass away. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm, I want to be excited about where my grandfather is, number one, and I want to be excited about going there. Right. And if you're listening and have gone through the same thing, I want – you know, I want you guys to be excited. And I want us as a church, as a body, and as all our listeners together, like we should be excited about heaven. And we should be so excited about heaven that we want to tell people about heaven and tell people how to get there most importantly. That's so good. You know, so yeah. that's my heart for this this podcast, this broadcast out on the radio. Um, I know that's your heart too. And uh, if you're listening with us today, we're going to keep this conversation going over the next couple weeks. We're excited for it. We're going to get more excited for it. Chris, have a great time in Disney World. Thank we'll you. We'll see you next <laughs> week. And if you want any more information about anything that we're up to, you can check us out on GodTaughtMe.com. God bless you guys. <laughs>